Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, braving life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm Jeanette Blissett, your host. Today's guest is Gentera Balsavec-Chute. Gentera is a certified ketogenic wellness and nutrition coach. All her life, she was interested in nutrition, even though she had always been a healthy eater. She was that type of person who never ordered takeout or was motivated to buy pre-cooked meals. As she moved away from home to another country when she was in her 20s, Gentera discovered different cultures with different types of cuisine. She noticed that by tasting and trying new foods, she was starting to gain weight. Nothing to laugh about. This was something new to her, and because of that, she decided to go deeper into the nutritional side of food and eating. This is where her true passion was born. She wanted to truly understand what she needed to do to stop the weight gain. And then her world was shaken when she was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. It took a while to figure out what was working, how to lose the weight, and how to maintain her weight loss. She's now on a mission to help women. Gentera specializes in weight loss programs for women who suffer with hormonal imbalance and thyroid problems. So welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. So let's go on and dig in. First of all, let me ask you this question. Why this space? Why are you so passionate about this? I was always into nutrition. And originally, I'm from Lithuania. And when I was growing up, parents fed me and all family with the most natural foods as you can get. And back in the day, we didn't have so much of processed food. And by processed food, we didn't have that microwave food. We didn't have the frozen dinners or some stuff like that. Everything was cooked from scratch. And that's all I know. And once I moved to London, obviously it's cosmopolitan city, different cuisines. And I'm a foodie. I like to try new things, different things. And before I noticed, I started to gain some pounds. And those pounds were coming up pretty fast. I, back then, I didn't know what's going on, why this happening. This never happened to me before. And obviously, back then, nobody was talking about nutrition as they do today. No, not many that kind of diets existed. Nobody was like to talk about it. Diet, diet, but nobody was know what they're doing. It's just, I'm on a diet, but what actually do you do on that diet? Nobody knew it. And this is where my interest grew as I realized that is the a lot to do with the food quality. That food quality every year is just becomes poorer and poorer. People making a bad choices and they don't know that those choices are bad because some people, that's all they know in their life. This is how they've been brought up. 
whereas I started going to nutrition and I became nutritionist coach, I was driving crazy my friends and I was always like, this is bad, this is not good and that's not good and this full of process and full of sugar and this and that, I was driving them crazy. Obviously, this is where my passion started because I saw how generally people, they're not aware of it. And it's where is information is missing. And why do you think that is? Because it seems that information is so readily available. Why do you think that the average person resists actually getting that education or that knowledge? So these days, as you said, is everything available? The only thing is missing that is you need to want and you need to make decisions. But it's really obviously hard to make decisions when you've been raised on your own kind of family choices and decisions. Now to make those decisions, because this is your habit as well. That's your lifestyle. When you're a mature woman and you need or a man, you need to make a lifestyle changes. It's very inconvenient. It's a lot of effort needs to be and it needs accountability. This is where that kind of lack of power comes in. And as I speak to my clients, I say, you are mother, you teaching your children. And now it's time to discipline yourself. So you talked about two things. One, the quality of food and the knowledge of the best choices. And the third thing was really the self-control. Absolutely. Because at the same time with this, we're dealing with addictions. Because food is one of the biggest pleasures in for human to consume food. And the more sugar food consumes, the better it is, the better taste, isn't it? So you're dealing at the same time with the sugar addiction. And now you need to have that discipline. You need to have the self-control, self-awareness, not just for yourself, but be a example for your family. This is where a lot of my clients goes, oh, I could do that. I could do it. And I'm like, can you? If you can do it, it's amazing. But can you tell me that if I give you a piece of cake and if I cut you up a slice, slim, thin slice of cake for you to eat it and I will put the rest of the cake in the fridge. Can you promise me that you're not going to touch that cake for the rest of the day or the following day or the day? I can tell you my answer to that question, Jintara, and the answer would be no. Okay. I have experienced that by baking a cake by scratch, a pound cake actually, looked beautiful. And I thought, okay, it's an evening bake. So tomorrow morning, it'll taste better. Could I go that night without that slice of cake? No. So I had a slice of cake and it was so good, but just one slice. And I thought, okay. So I had one slice of cake. And of course I dreamt about it in my sleep. And I woke up the next morning <laughs> It was calling you. Exactly. I thought to myself, wow, you know what tastes great with pound cake? Coffee. I have to have some coffee and pound cake. So, of course, I had the coffee and pound cake. And then I said, this is not going to be good for you, Jeanette. You're going to have to freeze it or throw it away. You know what my choice was? To throw it away. I actually crumbled it up, put it in the trash, took a picture of it and sent it to my sister and said, okay, this is evidence that I had to throw this cake away because I knew that I had no self-control. That's the thing, but you, at least you are aware of it. Yeah. Many people are not. How many people they do when they decide to go on the diet and then they start they, in their mindset, oh, from Monday, I'm going to go on a diet. And then they have the weekend. They eat everything, what they have in their cupboard, in their fridge, just to demolish the food. And then I'm going to start clean. 
how long is that diet going to last? I can tell you how long it's going to, that diet is going to last until 12 o'clock in afternoon. That was it. They woke up in the morning. Oh, I'm going to be on the diet today. That lasts until 12 o'clock. Then lunch comes in and then it starts. Because what it is, obviously the sugar levels and all the cravings and all that, it starts kicking. Then there's no self-control, no self-awareness. Everything starts to go down the hill. So how can we address that in a constructive way that creates an opportunity for individuals who really do want to gain control? What are the mechanisms or the process? That's one question I have. The second question is more as it relates to the maturing woman or man, but mostly women who should be acknowledging the changes that are happening within their bodies as it relates to hormones and things of that nature, how to actually work with that mindset or that knowledge that something will have to change. So if you were slim as a 20-year-old or 30-year-old and hit 40 and saw some changes, hit 50 and saw some changes, or going into the 60s, what do you need to be aware of? I know that's a big question, but I'd like to go down that path as well. So answer to your first question, I always say, I make a piece with the food. A lot of people got that mind that they scared that just in case they're going to get hungry. And once they eat, and obviously at the same time, food, if it stays good. So they eat until they, I can't anymore. Whereas I always say you eat until you are 80% full. Give your body to understand. Give a time for your stomach to send the message to the brain that has been fed and you don't have to feel like you're about, you know, to explode, basically. That is unhealthy eating. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, especially when it comes to men, that's the kind of, they think is the message. They have to eat until they feel completely full and sluggish. Because God forbid if they're going to be hungry. And I'm like, it's okay. It's nothing wrong to feel hungry. The food is still there. You still have a fridge. No one's taken away from you. If you're going to feel still hungry, have some small play, have something small to eat. But you don't have to overeat all the time. You cannot be Christmas every single day, as I say it. I get that. And I totally support that. I've had that thought as well. As a young person, I overate a lot to the point that I was really full. And to some extent, we were raised that way to eat everything on your plate. Exactly. Okay. And I think a lot of people that and that mentality that you cannot waste food and you cannot leave any food on a plate. But at the same time, this is where I kind of change. And I say, then you need to work on your portions. And this is where I come in and I say, you need to eat until you are full 80%. So dish up your plate and always dish up less than because our eyes are bigger. Our eyes are bigger than our stomachs. We always want, but our stomachs cannot take anymore. You'd be surprised how much you overeat. This is why I'm saying just dish up a smaller plate, even like change because some of them, they see that massive plate and they have to, until the corners of the plate, they put up the food. I was like, change the plates then. Get your vision, like, because your eyes see it. So make smaller plates, smaller portions. If you're still hungry, you can add more. 
but it's better to add more than to actually eat until I can't anymore. Do you think it matters what the food is that's on the plate? If your plate is 75% vegetables, you have a vegetable salad and you have an actual vegetable and then you have a portion of, let's just say, three ounces of some type of protein. Do you think it makes a difference as to the quantity of vegetables that you put on your plate versus other things like pasta and rice and beans and things of that nature? What's your thought process around? Absolutely. The quality is number one. It's Again, I preach healthy eating and the food's quality as well. But for some reason, everyone obviously love carbs and they obviously get full up on the carbs but they don't understand that it's the carb quality as well a lot of people say carbs they're not bad for you carbs are not the killers and i say these days actually they are bad for you if you ask me like what was 20 years ago there was different quality of that carb the bread there was different quality pasta was different quality back then was different today You cannot even compare what is the quality today and what was 20 years ago. Everything is so processed to the point is so much sugar in the food today that is shouldn't be, that is unnecessary. People, they don't read the labels. They just buy it because like of the taste. And the reason they like taste is because there is a sugar in it. And they're not even aware of that. They actually not even aware of that there's some foods that contain sugar. They shouldn't. So when they're starting overloading with the pasta, with all sorts of rice and the breads, and they say carbs are good for you. If I'm not gonna eat carbs, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna I'm not gonna have energy. No, you're not gonna die. That's good to know. And I think that actually defining what carbs are is helpful as well, because as we make an assumption that people know what carbs are. They don't. They think the carbs are is a bread, pasta, potatoes, rice and beans they're not aware that every single vegetable every single salad every single fruit is a carb and all they know is just the bad carbs they need more education in that more awareness more knowledge to make right choices makes a lot of sense so we have that portion now let's segue into some of the realities of what is happening in our own bodies as we continue to mature that can impact how our body processes or metabolizes the food that we're eating. Let's also talk a little bit about muscle versus fat in terms of what you actually have on your body versus what you're taking in and how that kind of impacts your metabolism, if you will. So as we age, and this is especially comes to women and I call it like they like to live in denial. As we age, whether we like it or not, our body's changing and our metabolism is changing. And it doesn't matter whether we have a babies or we didn't have the babies. Our body's changing and it's a fact. But every single woman in her mindset, for some reason, they have that vision, feel body when they were in the early 20s, how they looked in the early 20s, that perfect body they had. And once they are in the mid 30s or 40s, and 
like slightly pounds start to pile up, they still think when they're going to lose weight, they can lose weight and they can look exactly the same how they were looking in the 20s. Then I come in and say, unfortunately, I'm sorry, but you can't. You cannot look. It's not possible for you to look like how you looked in your 20s. The reason is because once you were in your early 20s, your body was still like a teenager's body, like a child's body, like figure. Once you're maturing, your body shape is changing. So you're becoming more a woman. You look like a woman. At the same time, it doesn't mean that you're downgrading. It doesn't mean that you're going to look from now on just worse and worse. You can be in the best shape of your life and you look even better than when you looked in your 20s. As you tone up, you build up muscle in your body. It's just down to you. What do you want? How badly do you want? And what choices do you you make? So what do you think those choices are? I know it's always life gets in the way. And I understand like we living in extremely busy life right now. We have this, we have a children to raise. And sometimes we prioritize everyone else except ourselves. We're the last ones basically to think of. And that's the nature is natural. This is where I said, you think about everyone else, but how do everyone else thinks about you? Maybe sometimes it's a time for you to put the foot down and start to think about yourself. Your health, it's number one. Without your health, you've got nothing. If you lose your health, you're not going to be able to run around and care for other people. So you need to make life changes. Sometimes I wonder whether or not it's a what I consider a sucker's choice. It's the lazy choice to not make the time. Or yeah, you know, married with or with kids or without kids, the easier route is to not to pay attention to it. It's just easier to go down that road. I just wonder sometimes whether or not that's the reason why. It's for some people, it's it's excuse. Because it's obviously like I come across a lot of clients and they come up and they say to me, I want an easy to follow up meal plan. Then I say, can you describe me that easy to follow up? What does that mean? Not making a drastic changes but your current existing lifestyle this is where it leads you who you are today and you clearly not happy with yourself that you want to make a changes but you're not willing to make a drastic changes because that is an effort that comes in willpower dedication and not for one day day in day out no actually it's a lifestyle choice and a lot of people they feel especially as you say you get married you got spouse so you're kind of comfortable it's your routine so you don't have best version of yourself. For some women, they feel insecure, especially when they're having a baby. And if someone who is into their looks, their physique, maybe actually it really bothers them. And they will do whatever it takes to be best version of themselves. It doesn't mean that they're going to be like in their 20s, how they look. 20 years ago, the fashion was to be extremely slim. Now is the fashion be toned up. Now is the fashion where is they want to see, they want to have a six pack. They want to see fit arms, no more bingo wings, thighs, strong thighs. So now everyone is going towards that, which I think is great because it's not about a six pack. It's about being healthy. 
feet. I don't doubt about it. I can respect those who are putting the effort into their lifestyle of fitness and it shows on different Instagram posts and things of that nature. However, I think for the average person, unless that's something that you aspire to, for the majority of us, it might be an unrealistic expectation relative to the time we want to spend. I particularly don't want to be a gym rat. And I've said that over and over again to my friends. I don't want to be in the gym every single day. That's not the lifestyle that I want. I want to do other things that I enjoy, like Zumba, like Peloton, like AquaFit. And whether or not I have a six pack is so unimportant to me. I couldn't care less about that. Yes, I've got muscle tone and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is that's the level of fitness that I want for myself. So I see what's out there and I thought, go for it, girlfriend. You do you. (laughs) I have no interest in it whatsoever. But I do want to maintain a healthy eating regime that gives me the energy that I want and gives me also the nutritional components that will keep me healthy. Absolutely. This is very important. I always say to my clients, you need to think about your body and the food as this is your fuel. Like you're putting petrol into your car, you put food into your body as you use that as a fuel. Because it's a reason why you don't have energy when you wake up in the morning. It's a reason why you have restless night. It's a reason why you constantly feel tired. It's a reason why you need a nap, a siesta a little bit in the afternoon. It's all those things has a reason for it. It's very simple to fix it. You just need to change the quality of the food. And what do you eat? Sugar tastes great, of course, because it's sweet. And it does gives you energy for an hour or two. This would be very true. So I want to get to that because our listeners are probably saying, what about the quality of the food? Jintera, that is so interesting. I am looking forward to part two of our conversation. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.